Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? So hello and welcome to the Rough Trade Podcast. Um, Thanks. Today we are joined by Oliver Arnold, Icelandic composer, would you say? Musician. Something like that, yeah. Musician. Artist. Musician. Artist, perfect. Um, Artist s- seems uh, broad enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw like um, one of the new songs, it was the first classical track we played on Beats 1 the other day. I yes. Saw, I saw some press about that. I, I don't know. Uh, How do you feel about it? Called, like the classic... <laughs> Classical track. I don't. Yeah. I don't really think it was a classical track. In in my, on like my spectrum, that was like one of the more poppy poppy tracks that yeah, I've yeah. <laughs> made. Um, but they called it like the most classical track <laughs> I ever played. So I don't it's know. Pro, yeah, probably the most classical tracks I've ever <laughs> played. But yeah. So the new project, Island Songs. Um, tell us a little bit about it, man. Like, um, how did the idea come about? Well, this is an idea that I have had for a few years. I did um, a couple of like these seven song projects before. I found songs in 2009 and living room songs in 2011. And there, for example, I invited people to my living room and we made music together and filmed everything. One song per day for seven days and always released them um, instantly. Um, and I always had this idea to do kind of the opposite of that, to go to other people's living rooms yeah, or yeah. visit other people and and get to know them rather than making the whole always my music revolve around me in a way um and from there it kind of grew so m- me and uh my friend Baldwin who's a director a film director he um joined me on a trip around Iceland for, and we did it in seven weeks. We were going to do it in seven days, seven but days, uh, well. as the project grew and grew, we realized that would be logistically impossible when we suddenly had a 20-person camera crew with us. <laughs> and all the logistics <laughs> became very difficult. Um, and so, yeah, we, we traveled to seven locations in seven weeks. We met seven different uh, local artists from those little towns that we visited. And in each place, we made a song together with that artist. It's an interesting point in, I think it's in the trailer for it, it's kind of, instead of looking outside in, it's kind of a project that looks from the inside out, kind of trying to get to the heart of what Iceland is about, maybe, or? Yeah, so, yeah, um, you, you probably know already, but, you know, when Icelandic artists go to interviews, they always get asked the same question, and, and we always feel so shitty about this question, like, about Icelandic music, you know, is there something in the water or something? <laughs> and it, and it, because it's been it's been marketed so much as well, you know, like, we have a very big tourist board who spends a lot of money on marketing these things yeah. outside mm-hmm. of Iceland. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about how the tourism's going in Iceland? It seems um, to, it's, well, it's so popular now, it's kind of, People are marketing as a stop way to America if you're flying from Europe. Yes, uh, it's totally exploded. It's doubled in just a few years. Um, I think having this many visitors is really great and it brings so many different things, different influences. It makes Iceland generally a little bit less racist, which I think is very good. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, people just get more used to multiculturalism, and 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 of course, it, the economy is booming, and we have all these new restaurants and record shops, and you know, there's so many great things. But 
but um, it it has happened a bit too fast, and okay. our infrastructure hasn't really prepared for this. Um, we have very sensitive, unspoiled nature that really needs to be uh, taken care of. And if you suddenly have one and a half million tourists trampling on it every year, then we need to have proper infrastructure to support kind that. Of tourism based around kind of coach coach loads of people kind of going out to visit. Exactly. And, uh, like, uh, my father works in the um, environment uh, ministry. Okay. Um, and uh, like he always talks about how... Uh, it's so counterproductive how we are marketing Iceland as this place where you can come and do whatever you want. It's one like it's marketed as one of the la- few last places on earth <laughs> where where you can just take your car and you drive on top of a mountain and you will meet no one. But that's totally illegal <laughs> to do that, <laughs> and it's so bad for our very sensitive nature to and and then you know people come to Iceland with that assumption that they can just walk wherever they want, they can put up a tent wherever they want or even drive off road and all of those things are not even legal yeah. so it, it's um uh, there there's a big conflict within our infrastructure and within our government how to handle the wave of tourism we're getting but um but the tourists themselves, I think, are a, a very nice thing. <laughs> would you say, would you say kind of, yeah, kind of the tourism aspect of, or the representation of Iceland for tourism was in like an influence to this to try and kind of get to, yeah, back to what, that what, point, yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah bring it all um, back to that point really. Um, yeah, um, we wanted to show people how it is from our perspective, yeah, um, not from. The perspective that has been marketed both consciously and also subconsciously by other musicians like Sigurós and Björk and stuff that, who use nature a lot in their videos and stuff and they kind of created this image of Iceland being so connected with nature and beauty and that's why we have all this music but but I always thought it was, it's much more about culture and community Definitely. Um, which is somehow less glamorous in marketing you know but that's kind of what we wanted to show. I guess community is kind of a big kind of theme that would comes across with this project really is kind of yeah in Iceland in general it's kind of a lot of collaborations happen I feel yes like yeah. um, you did the Chopin project as well yeah bought, with the German artist yeah, but German yeah artist, fair but yeah, enough yeah well my view on music is that it's all about collaboration and and we've just been finishing up the Island Songs film that we'll be screening here um, in at Rough Trade, yes, yeah, that's um, on the first November. Yes, and we we we're still <laughs> finishing it <laughs> last minute for the this first screening, and we we've kind of shaped the storyline so that the message is that um, everything is about collaboration. Uh, we might not know it all the time, and it not might not always be like two featured artists yeah, collaborating yeah, yeah. together, but everything we do in music is always. Uh, affected by ideas of other people as well and I think that's very much what what this project is about is how when we traveled around and we went to different uh, environments and atmospheres and met different people with different ideas how my compositions changed yeah and how my view was changing oh perfect um film kind of seems to be a big aspect it's as you've described it as a project it's not it's not just a Musical project is a whole kind of 
yeah artistic project really so how yeah the film kind of aspect of it yeah the album part is kind of an afterthought in a way yeah because you you kind of released it for free basically (laughs) yeah yeah, the album is already every Monday for seven weeks there was one song of the album coming online um, with the the video of us performing the song with with the the collaborating artists Um, I always wanted to do well, I'm I'm a bit tired of the concept of an album. Okay. I think it's uh, it's a bit uh, restraining in many ways, um, and it's it's something that hasn't always been like this. Like now, it's so natural to us. Like we have to do an album every yeah, yeah. three years or every two years. Why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> albums didn't even exist until fifty years ago, you know, and and. And especially when CDs came along, suddenly the albums had to be much longer. I yeah, much had, preferred before you had, CDs. You had 90, <laughs> minutes, you had 90 <laughs> yeah. minutes to film. Yeah. Like, Whereas a record, you've got yeah. 45 minutes. Exactly. Suddenly so we had to make everything 72 and a half minutes. <laughs> 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 exactly what you could fit on a CD. And 20, it, 20 minutes of silence. And, a bonus yeah. track after that as well. <laughs> and I, I feel like it's it's so um, counterproductive in a way. Like, why, why do we always have to do that and I, I love how the music industry is changing into more just oh I made a song let's release it you know people seem to care less about actually making albums although the album is a great format yeah. um, I just don't think we should be always uh, bound, by bound by that and I wanted to do something which is just something else it's music but in a different way of, of communicating it or, or, or releasing it um, you know via this kind of interactive uh, project which is over a period of time yeah. as well not just like this one object that you buy and keep in your pocket it's it's something that evolves over a period of time and people can tune into it and, and be a part of the journey how um, so yeah obviously each track is a collaboration with another another person another group um, so there's a choral there's a choral group with it yeah whereabouts were they from mm. The choir is um, the. It's called the Choir of Southern Iceland, oh, okay. or the so Chamber Iceland. Choir of Southern Iceland. They're spread across all the small communities of South Iceland. How did you go about choosing who you wanted to work with, or did um, they come to you? Did some people come to you? Seen? Um, some people had in the past, yeah. and I d- decided like, well, this is a great opportunity to do that. Then, uh, for example, with uh, Nanna Brindis from of Monsters and Men, we had already talked about. So that, that was the first classical track on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, particles. Uh, we had already talked about doing something together, and and finally there was this opportunity to do it. You yeah. Know? Uh, or like something to give us a kick in the butt, and finally actually make a song together. Um, some of the collaborators I chose just by certain ideas that me and the director had about um, the video and, and the film. Like We knew that we wanted to have a choir because they're a very traditional thing in Iceland. So we just went on searching for an appropriate group, you know, which would have some connection also to the modern music scene and also show a lot of the traditional aspects. Um, I also knew that I wanted to work with my cousin, uh, who is the organist on the yeah. second track. Uh, we were first cousins, and I just really like her, and I always wanted to do something <laughs> with her. Uh, but also, I, I knew that she would have a very interesting story to tell because her background is quite quite interesting. Um, so she would be great for our film. Um, and the last example, maybe in the case of the first track, which starts with a poem, 
Um, this was just the uh, a cinematography idea that we had about starting with a close-up of somebody reading a poem and then backing out and uh, and revealing slowly the strings and and piano uh, in the room with him. Um, so so that was just an idea for a video, and then we <laughs> started looking for okay, who could it who be? Could then? Do that? And then um, we came upon this guy who I already knew about, but we probably looked at like thirty or forty poets all around the country, and they had to fit fit so much criteria. Like we had this idea of it being an old man, so we wanted yeah. an old man, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, we wanted someone very interesting because we're making a film. They have to be able to tell a story as well. And and we wanted someone who would have some connection to what I'm doing today. And this guy is actually the father of uh, one of the biggest artists in Iceland uh, called Ausker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like a triple platinum selling artist in Iceland so there's this 70 year old guy or 75 year old guy who is a poet and he lives in a retirement community and we go to his home to interview him and there's like all these platinum <laughs> records on his wall because he actually writes all the lyrics, all the lyrics. for Ausgare oh, <laughs> so there's this great connection into like my scene and my group of friends as well so yeah you kind of touched on kind of the modern music scene in Iceland as well. I was reading a thing the other day, it's kind of hip-hop. It's yeah. kind of getting really big in Iceland. I, I did think like, about actually doing a hip-hop track. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't really work out how to do it in a in a nice way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was one of the ideas, yeah, yeah, to no, also include that, because hip-hop is huge right now. Like homegrown artists or kind of more influence from...? Um, it's funny, it's like um, this... Um, it's it's trying to be American, but okay. it can't really. So somehow it becomes this really unique thing that is, I think, is really cool. Oh, um, but it wouldn't be this cool, unique thing if they weren't trying and failing to be American. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've um, you're here at Rough Trade East today. Um, you've been around the shop. You've picked out a few records. Um, yeah, just a little so bit. So yeah, if, um, what have you got there, man? Uh, I picked out records that I have or had on CD or as, you know, from iTunes or something that I still need on vinyl. Okay, perfect. Because I, I want to take these out of the store as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, this Nina Simone record, which is my favorite of hers, um, Let It All Out. Let It All Out. So, got any standout tracks from that track? Yeah, the first one, Mood Indigo, actually. Mood Indigo. Which is perfect song. not really like one of the hits necessarily, but I just... Uh, I recently got into this uh, old speakers ideas. You know, I, I've been building like these huge open baffle speakers okay. at home and, and getting like 40s drivers for them and 40s tube amps yeah. as well. And So at home now, I can't even listen to techno because these old speakers don't, <laughs> don't even handle it. Handle it. <laughs> so I've only been listening to these old jazz records and and this song in particular is like the song I put on when I want to show someone my speaker system, how, oh, okay. how good it how sounds. Good it then I put on this song. It just sounds Perfect. It's cool. amazing.
Just a poor fool that's bluer than blue can be When I get that mood in the go I could lay me down and die next <laughs> a bit of a cliche but figure eight by Elliot Smith um, I hadn't listened to him for like 10 years probably until the other day um, and I I posted on Twitter that I, I I announced that day to be Elliot Smith appreciation day and a lot of people joined in and everybody was just posting uh, Elliot Smith songs all day and I never had this record on vinyl so I'm gonna buy it perfect nice oh it's expensive it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, this this company have reissued. They've done two, two, two Elliot Smith albums and two um, Beck albums. They've done Odelay and Mellow Gold, like super limited run. There's only I think a thousand of each, but oh. yeah, is it's, it's, it's on a weird color vinyl as well. I can't remember what, but oh, it's still in there. Yeah, still it's in the sleeve, then. Which track were you listening to the other day when you on Elliot Smith Appreciation Day? What's the date of that? I forgot the date. I have to look it up on my Check Twitter feed because yeah, 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 uh, no. I have to remember to do it again next year. <laughs> uh, but it was so so cool to see how many people like everyone has had a period in their life where they just got obsessed with Elliot Smith. Yeah. Like I don't know a single person who didn't at some point, unless they're like younger than twenty. You know, um, what track should we play? Maybe somebody that I used to know. 
and the feelings that you made hard But it's your heart, not mine, that's scarred So when I go home, I'll be happy to go You're just somebody that I used to know You don't need my help anymore It's all now to you, there ain't no before Now that you're big enough to run your own show You're just somebody that I used to know I watched you deal in a dying day And throw a living and passed away So you can be sure that you're in control You're just somebody that I used to know Can't stay this mad for long Keeping a hold of what you just let go You're just somebody that I used to know Next, we have uh, the new Radiohead album. Radiohead? I'm sure you've played a lot before, but we have, it's yeah. very good, so it deserves to be played even more. Do you reckon it'll be the last? Why do you say that? There's rumours when, when, when it came that. out that it was, it was going to be the last. They kind of, some of those songs have been around for 20 years now. They kind of wanted to get them out. Oh, have they? I yeah. didn't know that. They kind um, of played them live. A few times, but then never they never appeared, and they kind of appeared on this record. Yeah, I heard a couple of them like um, maybe a few years ago. Um, I hope it's not their last because I think they are probably the best band in the history of Earth. <laughs> but, <laughs> Bold uh, statement, but it's, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> they stand up. Um, I, I hope it's not their last. No, um, it's it's one of their best though. Easily, yeah. Um, it, it's in the top three, in my opinion. What would you say was number one? For me, number one is In Rainbows. Yeah, that's a rough trade essential. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's always hard to not say Kid A. Yeah. Because it was so like revolutionary at the time, and I was so into that album at the time. But uh, but as time passes, if you just look at the album in the context of itself and not the cultural. Um, you know what happened around it um, then I think In Rainbows is, is in the end a better album um, I was just uh, watching this video essay about the daydreaming video have you seen that? I haven't no I've seen the kind of the making of the Burn the Witch one that's quite interesting oh that's cool no this is just some nerd from Reddit who oh, okay. uh, <laughs> gathered all the fan theories about you know all these um, all these hints in the yeah. daydreaming video like every room has like um, you know, and it kind of supports that theory of the, it being their last album. Actually, it makes sense because it's really just reminiscing their whole history, and it seems to be parallel with uh, Tom's history with his ex-wife as well. And and um, yeah, it's it's super cool. Uh, every room has so many clues about Amazing. 
about the band and and their life. You know? I'll check that out. Or something they just made <laughs> so up. It, it could be <laughs> a coincidence. Just doing it as a play with people. Uh, but it's that's an amazing video actually. Um, and speaking of Paul Thomas Anderson, I'm really into the Junoon record as well. Yeah, um, I should have picked that out actually, <laughs> but I have it already. Um, uh, I, I love the film that he did with Johnny Greenwood, where they went to went to India and and and, and made all these um, these tracks with the you know the Rajasthan Express and um, you know these local instruments and local musicians, uh, and it was great. I was discovering that. Um, like two weeks before we started filming Island Songs. Oh, okay. So it actually became a great influence yeah, as yeah. well. A song to play here would be Glass Eyes. Glass Eyes. That's my favorite of the, of the album. Last one Last I have one. here is uh, my label mate on Erased Tapes Records, um, Ben Lucas Boysen. 
I just wanted to uh, to give out. him a shout yeah, out because he's such a nice came, guy. Came out, came out earlier this year. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, um, can't remember what month it came out. Around June time. It's, yeah, something um, like that. But yeah, that was one of our records of the month that month. But yeah, it's a fantastic. Listen, it's a very good record, um, and uh, you should play uh, Sleeper Speed theme, uh, which is. Uh, actually, an older track. I remember it coming out on John Hopkins' um, Late Night so Tales. Yeah, Late Night Tales yeah. yeah, but Ben is a great guy, and he deserves a shout out. Yeah, um, one of our one of the people who works here, Stan. He's good friends with John Grant. He said he messaged you the other day with two girls holding up the Oliver Arnold's Late Night Tales. Oh yeah, <laughs> he said that was, that was just <laughs> just over the road there. And <laughs> What was that? I rem- I, rem- I remember this, but I don't really remember. <laughs> did he? Oh yes, yeah, he did. He, yeah, he sent me a text. Or something. <laughs> yeah, he sent me a, like a Facebook message yeah, with yeah. two girls holding my album. Yeah, it was oh. just outside the show. <laughs> yeah, no, cheers for picking those out, man. Some Thanks. good selection. Um, so yeah, we've got a show in of Island Songs here, first of November. It is sold out online now, but you can still get it. If in, you show in up store. on the door yeah. or in the, in the yeah, store? Yeah, in store on the okay. day. So yeah, you've got to buy the album, you get a free ticket to come for the show. You're in conversation with Marianne Hobbs yes. as well from and, Six Music. And this will actually be the first time that anyone sees the film. World Apart premiere. Apart from me and the director and a couple of friends who have been helping us out. So yeah, no, it should be a special The label one. hasn't even seen it. <laughs> They'll be seeing it on the night as well. Uh, they might see it a <laughs> couple of days before. before, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we've also got um, a Rough Trade exclusive pressing of the albums on yeah, Clear on Vinyl as well. Uh, white Vinyl. White Vinyl, it? Yeah, perfect. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks like, for having me.
Rough Trade Radio. Jan Tiersen, Uza. Buy now in store or online at roughtrade.com. Mm-hmm.